I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. And now, giving you access to the locker rooms and the minds of the independent scene, here are the curtain jerkers of pro wrestling podcasting. Mike Crockett. Actually, I prefer to be called Maestro. And the kingpin, Brian Malonis. He's the win, and nobody beats him. This is the wrestling podcast about nothing on the New Age Insiders Network. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing on the NAI Network episode 66, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully, they said, we think it has to be here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Mat Wars, the Irresistible Force, the Immovable Object. He is no longer a member of the reigning XWA Tag Team Champions, the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. Apparently, I've been wiped uh, from history as well. Erased. Yes. From oh. existence. I'm like, I'm like uh, Marty McFly's brother in, uh, <laughs> in the picture when time is changing. I'm just <laughs> vanishing from the annals of XWA history. Yes, there are new XWA World God, Tag what Team a, Champions. What a, what, a, what a prestigious uh, honor that's been ripped from me. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you're going to somehow find a way to live. How, yeah, how, should, how will I trudge through, Michael? Well, it, this should cheer you up today, Brian. Where are we today? Uh, next to some garbage. <laughs> <laughs> we sure are. We'll put it's a picture up. But we are behind the scenes, in, deep in the uh, in the bowels, if you will, literally, yeah, yeah. I think, if you will, of Fenway Park, Boston, Massachusetts, uh, where dreams are made. It's an impossible dream to be here I with you, my, Brian. I think my dream's going to die today. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is pretty awesome. This is pretty cool. We're at Fenway. We're on the field. Got some pictures. Or not on the field, but in the bleachers. Got some pictures. Uh, I'm sure we'll be sharing all this stuff as we go along. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. You're going to hear lots of background noise here today. We're, we're, we're giving you the ambiance. We're giving you the full experience full here Fenway today. Full Park experience. Yes. Yes, we're here with uh, yes. 140 of the best wrestlers in New England. <laughs> <laughs> and, their, and all of their friends and family. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so uh, we are also joined here uh, to kick this thing off today on the NAI Network with uh, someone who hasn't been heard on the NAI Network in a very, very, very long time. I think he is still a part of the inside perspective on this prestigious network. He is the one and only, he's that guy. He is Scotty Slade. Hello, Scotty. Well, yes, it's, it's, it's really great to have Coming you. Coming out of the gate firing. <laughs> he sure is. Jesus. He let the expletives fly. <laughs> Apparently. So, uh, uh, no, Scotty, turn on your microphone. Turn on your microphone. Can you hear me now? Yes. All right. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> we won't Finally. know until post-show if this is actually recording, <laughs> so this bit may continue. Yes, <laughs> I hope it does. I hope it does. <laughs> we have right, to speak up. Right now, I may sound like a fart in church. It could be really faint. <laughs> <laughs> but it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, what a just what a like day. The, just like the garbage that is mere. That's not away that's not us. any garbage. This is there's an actual uh, barrel size. Uh, <laughs> hot dogs were right near. Um, it's glorious. It's glorious. I mean, it's good. We're at Fenway Park. You know, the grills are going. The things are happening. Are we did have to find a secluded area, uh, as Mike kind of alluded to. Like 
uh, you've heard of the PWI 500. This is the New England 500. The 500 <laughs> top wrestlers in New England are indeed here. They are all to wrestle. Came out in droves. We tried everywhere to start recording this. We went out onto the field. They said no. We went up in the bleachers. They said no. We tried to do it in the locker room, and that was that was something. The yeah. Sea of humanity. <laughs> in this. You've got cosplayers, and you've got some people cosplaying as wrestlers too today. <laughs> Go, <AG. laughs> So, uh, Scotty, let's. Let's get away from this Fenway Park stuff for just a second. What's going on with the inside perspective? Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that good. Yeah, that's, you know who holds the key to success there? And he, I think he's actually away on vacation right now. Who's that? Uh, Jamie Jamikowski. Who? Is that, is that how you say his last name? <laughs> yes, I think so, yes. Uh, Jamie, yes. No, oh, so. That'll put butts in seats. I mean, so what, what had happened was is, you know, life happens, right? And my, my sure wife does. became pregnant. Yes, uh, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Congratulations. And a mini, a mini slit. Yes, here we go. <laughs> the Bud Lights and the IPAs are in the house. Some brewskis. Oh, hell yeah. Little little slates. It's a parade of alcohol right now, and I'm loving it. <laughs> they they must know I've been in the house. Listen, I've got the dad bod going, but I'm not there yet. But so the baby slate comes out, and I needed to take some time away. I needed to help my wife recover and all that other stuff. Um, I tried to push her back to performing status well before she should have. But you know what? She's she'll be back at work in no time. <laughs> That's but good. She's got no. She's a cop. She's got to lift weights and stuff like that. What oh, were you, I, you I, sick I, son I, of a gun? <laughs> but regardless, so what had happened was the inside perspective kind of fell to the wayside. And I had been in talks with Jamie to be a, a new co-host, try to put a different spin on it. But, you know, Jamie's living the life of luxury, and he's away on vacation every other week. So it's kind of tough to lock him down. Oh, boy. So oh, that that was Scotty Slade saying that. <laughs> so, Jamie, if you're going to be mad at anybody for a change, it's not going to be wait, me. Wait, wait, it's going to be Scotty Slade. Why is it bad to go on vacation all the time? I don't is know. It, is there a running there joke been, There have been about? things said on this podcast that Jamie's been mad at me for that I still haven't figured out, and we've talked about it. So I don't know. But So good luck. Good luck to you. You probably lost your spot. Not not, not the co-host. You lost your spot. Spot where? On the inside perspective. That oh, doesn't oh, happen oh, anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like me losing my spot in WWE. <laughs> so we are here. As long as you wear a mask, though. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, so we're here. Fenway Park. America's most beloved ballpark. Scotty, what are you doing today on the show? Do we know? We uh, <laughs> You thought you did, right? I thought I did. Ago? Originally, it was a uh, fatal four-way right. um, spotlighting some of the students at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. A few cancellations and real-life turmoils uh, have turned it down to myself versus Brett Domino. You, you know it's going to be awesome? We're both going to be off the show because I think we're probably missing the locker room meeting. Uh, right now, so we're going like to be booted it. right off the show. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so it's dwindled down to a one-on-one uh, -on -one contest. Um, card subject to change still, but we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. It will be here all day long, and we'll be podcasting the entire time. Brian, you have a match as well. I do have a match. It's going to be me and uh, the lovely Davian taking, uh, defending the UFO uh, Heavyweight and Women's Championships. In, and a in, tag team match. Wow. Yeah, both titles are on the line against T. Phoenix and Isanya. So hmm. that's a big one. The locker room seems to what be What are you doing, out. Mike? What do you got going out. on today? Well, yeah, what, what, what are you doing? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm here, right? I just saw like seven referees, but. Um, well, I, I mean. You've been, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a, if you're in the business and you go to a wrestling show. You always bring your stuff. Yeah, you bring your gear, right? Do you have it with you? Uh, do you I mean, have it with you? I might have. Uh, Ref shirt in my back pocket here. Uh, wow. I mean, normally donning the pinstripes in Fenway Park is normally a bad idea, but <laughs> all things considered. 
I mean, the thing about a hiatus is you never know when it's up, right? <laughs> just right, ask, just right. ask Brian Fury. It's usually three weeks. And then Brian, was, was, he, was he on Comeback 4 at this he's point? Comeback 4? What's up, buddy? <laughs> Fans are loud and proud here at Fenway Park. Yeah, I think, I think Brian Fury's on Comeback 4 at this point. I'm, I'm, I'm calling well, it right now. Pending. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> oh, no. Within one year's time. What's, what's today's day? July what? July the 21st? 20. 23rd. What, 23rd. Within 12 months' time, Brian Fury will have a professional wrestling match on a show. Did you hear that? That is scoops right there. Wow. Scoops Calling it right late. now. Wow. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Good stuff. See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess we'll be, we'll be back with, uh, with more here live from, uh, not live, live tape. Yeah. From, <laughs> from Fenway Park. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with this uh, referee shirt. Oh, boy. All right, Brian, we're inside the Champions Club. Is that what we're in? At Fenway Park. Well, I, am, I am the UFO heavyweight champion, so it makes sense. <laughs> what am I doing here then? <laughs> Who knows? So it's El Mundo Latino Family Festival today. I don't think we said that in the open, Brian. No, no, I don't think you did. You're a lousy host. I sure am. And there is a wrestling event going on as part of the festival. And there's many people here, as we talked about. You can hear them in the background. Many, 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 <laughs> many, many stars from the world of wrestling in New England are here. Among them, right at the very tippy top, are two guys that you know pretty well. I, I don't know about that. But you, you don't think you know them very well? No, I, mean, I know them pretty well, but I don't know if they're at the tippy top. I see, I see. So we have a, a tag team here that you've been associated with. A number uh, of times. There's been a loose association. A yeah. loose association. And then a disassociation. And then Very a association. Then a disassociation <laughs> again, right? Is that yes. They're not, they're, not, they're, not, they're not very bright. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're on the podcast here. We have... Well, uh, you asked them to be on. It wasn't my idea. That's true. That is true. Very true, in fact. We have with us Big Bacon, finally, on the podcast. Brad Hollister, hello. The, fir- the first thing I was told to come on this podcast was rested against your chin. I don't know how much I trust that. <laughs> the microphone. The microphone, oh, Mr. Okay. Hollis. You, did, you didn't announce him properly. Well, I, I haven't announced the, the rest. Then, then I will give the big, uh, the big close. Oh, okay, okay. He is joined by his tag team partner. He is Sexy Jesus is, is what he's known as. I think today oh. it's Sexy Jesus. Have <laughs> mercy, Brian. <laughs> Have mercy, my friend. Hammer Tunis. Thank you guys Hello. very much for having us on. How are you guys doing today? Very good. And this is the tag team of the Closers. Closing time, baby. That's and right. They, they you mentioned there's a whole bunch of stars here, but there's two that stand above the rest, my friend. That's what I said. That's what I said. about This uh, Brian Malone is here. He, he disputed that, though. <laughs> well, he's a, we established that he's a jerk. Pretty much so. I, I can a back that up. giant jerk. Wow. Turning on me. Yes. Here, Mike. Because yeah, I, I look at it like this, right? We're like, hey, we're going to be friendly with this guy. We're going we're to be friends with him. We were friends with him. Everything was great. Turned on us. Then I was like, I'll give this big guy a second chance. You don't get a big guy in the closers, someone else my size, to kind of, you know, even things out. (laughs) And then, again, turns on us like a big old jerk. We don't like many people. We tried here, Kingpin. We tried, man. If you don't want our friendship, we don't need yours. And now you want me to rest it on my chin? I'm not friends with anybody. I'm not even friends with Mike Crockett. (laughs) That's the truth. (laughs) We're trying to become friends. (laughs) <laughs> we're, we're, we're here with a Hall of Famer, though. I, I did. Yes, I know where you're getting at. Yes. Heel Laugh Hall of Famer. Yes. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, there should be video with this. <laughs> There's a little spittle in it. Uh, <laughs> oh, did I? No. <laughs> Just a little bacon grease. No big deal. <laughs> it's also resting on my chin. <laughs> so you are tag team champions in how many promotions? All of them. Wow. Yeah, yes. uh, right now we're representing the uh, PVP Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling uh, uh, tag titles and the Top Rope Promotions tag team champions. We'll wow. be defending both those belts today. Both of them at the same time. At the same time. Simultaneously. Wow. So me and Wrecking Ball might not even be facing the closers. You'll be facing us. On August 12th. You'll be facing us. You'll be us. facing us. <laughs> Who are you wrestling today as part of the festival? The cool people with a K. They're drinking the Kool-Aid. They can't spell. <laughs> they do. Hey, could you call us dumb? Guys are faces that I can't even spell cool. It's like the worst name I've heard since Ligursky. <laughs> well, I, go along I, with that. I can't argue with you about like, like, like me and Wrecking Ball Ligursky are not friends. I just, you know, I like being a champion. So I'm in the Champions Club. I need to be a champion. So I needed a partner. The Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling, you're looking to take, take the heavyweight title? Well, not yet. We're not looking yet. to take the tag team championship okay. first. Right. You, so you, so you, you want to systematically break somebody down. And yes, Brad Hollister. Oh no, you're not. No, you're not the champ anymore, are you? No, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> See, wow, I B forgot. Big Bacon had that title for about two years, and I figured, you know, it's everyone else's turn to have a shot with the gold. <laughs> you no, know, I, I think I was being greedy for a while, and I figured I'm gonna be a nice guy, kind of like how I was a nice guy to you, letting you join our team. And again, it bit me in the butt. You can so, only carry so many championships, Bacon. You can only carry thing. so many. So right now, I have to carry the, the two belts. tonight. So I was like, if I also have the heavyweight title, I'm just gonna look like a fool out there with all that gold. You're gonna look silly. It looks silly. You look like you're trying too hard. Look like you know who doesn't. You're gonna look like you know doesn't Malonis. try too hard. Oh, wow. Tom Brady. Tom Brady doesn't Tom try Brady. too hard. <laughs> too hard. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys started out together. Yeah, kind of. Actually, uh, uh, he started a few months ahead of me, and when I came in, he was actually still in high school wrestling. How old was I? I don't know, 13. <laughs> no, um, 15 years old. Uh, he had a handful of matches, and then his wrestling team actually made him quit. Um, and really? that was as I was coming up. He came back about a year or two later. Yeah. Um, was around for a few minutes, and then, and then had to get shoulder surgery. So the first couple of years, we didn't really line up too much. Um, and then we were thrown into uh, a bunch of matches together right after, and we developed pretty good chemistry pretty quickly. So, were, were you part of like a group or something with like Abercrombie and Fitch Stop or something? Stop that! So <laughs> at yeah, one point dude. you were. Was that were you one of them? When I was like 15. No. Oh, okay. No, he was absolutely. Not. You were though, right? I was. It okay, was, I thought so because it was like Abercrombie, Fitch, and Hollister or something. Brad Hollister. The two of them went out of business. Was quickly, it Greg so. Abercrombie or Anthony Abercrombie and Greg Fitch? Whatever. One of them. <laughs> but yes, and then we also have Perry Von Vicious, and he's back. We are fashion and finance. Wow. <laughs> it, was it was impressive. That was all the bases. Yeah, you were working those days. For 16 so years old, that was, that's not terrible. Not the worst. Could have been worse, For I Dr. Guess. Reginald Hersey. Yes. Yep. Ooh, that's Dr. Hershey. Hershey. <laughs> and that's where I, I met you. Uh, you were a tag team specialist, may I say, because when you first started, you were a, a member of a tag team called the Purists, correct? Yeah, yeah. My, my first year or so, I was doing single stuff, and then Aaron Morrison was thinking about easing back a little bit, and... and approached me about doing a tag thing and and we did pretty well we took off and and got a lot of work and i learned a lot working with them uh and as he was stepping back this guy right here was this guy this guy was starting to come back from his shoulder surgery and 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 again we we're we started off as rivals wrestled all over the place all over new england and i figured if you can't beat them you join them right that's why bacon joined you there you go no opposite 100 <laughs> percent opposite the opposite what do you mean 
don't stir the pot. You're saying, you're saying, the, you're the saying pot this guy's not good enough to fish. We know what they're trying to do. Listen, we know what you're trying to do. We know what you're trying to do. But and crazy it's not going to work, Crockett. Crazy thing about Tunis and I was um, we had the same like youth wrestling coach. So even though we didn't have those first couple years lined up, we have a lot of like the the basics and a lot of the um, just overall like. Yep. Thought process of things together because we had the same youth wrestling coach. Our, our athletic up. background, it kind of mirrors each other. Right? We both amateur wrestled all the way through high school. Uh, both state placers. Um, both played football our whole lives. Different towns, different age groups, but coached by the same people. Um, you know, it's like looking in a mirror sometimes. We think the same. We give each other a look in the ring, and we know what we're doing. So uh, that's kind of a rare thing and a special thing to come across. You don't find that with everybody. So you talked about uh, top pro promotions, tag team champions, talked about Pioneer Valley Pro tag team champions. You guys are closely associated, closely, closely associated with Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling. And yes. Western Massachusetts doing big things. And uh, how did Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling, you know, all get started and everything? Now, there's some people trying to run some promotions out there in front of crowds of 30 or so. And. Uh, Listen, I remember those they days. Wanted to, they Baker's wanted to dozens. Baker's dozens. <laughs> I've worked out for a, a, good few, day. a few of those. Uh, <laughs> not, not necessarily in Western Mass, but... Did you get a chicken dinner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they wanted to start focusing some, some of the shows around us, and we decided to just step up and, and start busting some hump and, and trying to build up crowds. And crowds of 30 turned into crowds of 100, and crowd of 100 turned into crowds of 200. And here we are. I mean, last month we were in the front of... 330 people, zero names. We've never had a former WWE star in there. It's all local homegrown talent. So I think we're doing something pretty cool, pretty special. Uh, this year we're going to finish running in six or seven different towns. You know, we're doing something pretty neat out there that hasn't been done in that area in a long time. Wrestling was really, really flat for a number of years. Uh, they had EWA back in the day, and I think that's where I met both of you guys. Yeah. Uh, but Doc Harris, he was running that. He went back to school. He's focusing on work. Kind of died out, and that was it for a few years. So... I'm proud of what we're doing out there, uh, and it's a lot on this guy's back right here. He carried a championship for a company for two straight years. A lot of the crowd gets credited to you. I was about to say, you got to tell him, who, who did you put the champ on when you had the 30? Bacon. Bacon. You know, Bacon the champ when about 300 coming in. <laughs> you know what they call that? Drawing power. <laughs> Popping a territory. Popping it, brother. <laughs> Hanging from the rafters. <laughs> I was so, yeah. In it's, fact, it's actually, the I think your last successful Raptors. title defense was against Brian Malonis. That is uh -oh. true. And wrecking that by Lagurski. How many? So this tag match hey, is basically like many, a handicap. How now. many lights were out in the building? Because when you were looking up at them, could you see which wow. ones were out? Wow! Wow! Did I get pinned in that one? Oh yeah. I don't think <laughs> I did. I don't yeah, think yeah, I did. Your partner wrecking ball. Partner wrecking ball hit you with a bell. He did? Your boy. Knocked you out. You didn't even know. I, I don't even remember. This is actually clean cold. I don't, don't even remember. Yeah, I don't he's, even remember it. Good cuss. Good cuss. I, I thought I won that match. And now he's your best friend. Could have <laughs> no, been no, our friend. No, he's not my Could've best friend. Could have been our friend. Not my best friend. I seen you not guys holding hands, skipping, frolicking Dude, through flowers. We were walking down. down. No, no, we know friend. that's a lie. Wrecking Ball Ligurski can't get in the ring without tripping. So you know he's not skipping. Dude, oh. We were walking down to the beach yesterday, and there was a big heart, and it said Wrecking Ball and Malonis. <laughs> wow. I, that is, is very strange that you uh, talked a lot of uh, garbage about one wrecking ball on the podcast here. Now you're his tag team partner. It's a means to an end, Michael. It's a means to an end. So after you win the titles, you grab them both, you're going to kick him to no, the curb? No, no, he can have his title, but we want the, you know, I want a championship. You got these fools running around there. Why not, why not shut them up? Handsome gentleman. Let's be real. Kingpin, you're one hell of a guy. You're one hell of a wrestler. But your best chance of beating the closers is to go and find the other biggest sack of 
<laughs> in all of New England and just wow. hope something lucky happens. <laughs> I don't Listen. know who you're going to pray to, but I ain't answering that prayer for you. Don't do it. Won't do it. Don't Refuse. do it. Swear to God. Swear to God. Swear I swear to God. on Tom Brady. Swear on Tom Brady. Swear on Tom Brady, bro. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Here. This they is get going. a whole bit. They get a whole all bit all weekend. Like all it. weekend we've been talking about Tom Brady because we've been hearing these accents. Well, you're in Boston, man, and, and what better than just mock the people of Boston? You can't pronounce R's. Low education. Nobody knows the traffic rules. Holy crap. <laughs> so they're probably coming out in Yankees jerseys today. Remember oh, that time? Right. Tom Brady. What time? Rode his blue ox, Emily Dickinson, down the Mississippi and freed all the slaves. Remember Tom Brady remember did that? The remember the time Tom Brady had to pose as a nanny to babysit his children because the mother took him away from him? It misses Tom Fire. I. <laughs> Do you got one, Brian? No, I don't. Okay. No, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not one of the closers, remember? We've established that. <laughs> That's true. Well, could Malonis isn't a very big Patriots fan either, and at least that I can respect about you. That's probably the only thing. <laughs> the hate Bro, I went into the bathroom today, dropped my shorts, dropped the Big Ben. Oh, dropped big the old Big Old Ben. ben. Wow. <laughs> Uh-oh. I think we're out of time. <laughs> a big stinker. <laughs> so big things happening, Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling, Western Massachusetts. What's coming up for uh, PVP? Oh, we got uh, uh, two events in August, August 12th, where uh, we will successfully be defending our tag team championships against Kingpin Malonis and Recky Balagurski. If they get past today. We will. August 19th, Sexy Jesus turns 30 at midnight. So wow. that will be another victory celebration on Sexy Christmas. We'll be having a good time then. That's over in South Hadley. And then uh, September, we got a couple things coming up. We're running a new venue in Southwick. It's an outdoor show. Beautiful venue right on a lake. And uh, the next night, we're at the Eastfield Mall, which is a pretty good uh, landmark for Western oh. Mass. Everybody grows up there. And uh, Who's coming to the mall? The mall's bringing Lex Luger in. That's going to be pretty exciting. Are you kidding me? The total package. Who? Who let him in here? It's a public mall. He it's can be here. It's a public mall. <laughs> so that's kind of a cool thing. He doesn't come to the area very often. I remember the last time he was even in the New England area. So we'll see how that goes. It's a free show for people. They have $30 packages where you can meet and greet with Lex, take a picture, get an autograph. Then you get a front row to the show. Uh, standing room's free in the mall. So hopefully we get some good foot traffic there and uh, turn some people onto the product. That's September, you said, right? September cool. 10th. Yeah, it's a Sunday. Okay. Actually, you're at that one also, aren't you? I am indeed. That's marvelous. Fantastic. Well, it's been uh, a pleasure to have the Put closers. The torture rack. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll, see, I'll, I'll uh, see you guys on August 12th. Marvelous. And uh, just do me a favor. Polish those titles up nice. I, 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 you know, the, when, the, when they're transferred over, I don't want them dirty. I'd like them nice and polished. So. Just turn? in case. I'm going to put my testes on the belt. Put them right on the belt, That's my dude. move. <laughs> Got to do it. That's my move. That's how you mark your territory. That's why every time Idol kisses the belt, it makes me chuckle all the time. <laughs> I know what he's kissing. It's, Same like, it's, like, the, it's like the WWE NXT Women's Championship. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and with that. <laughs> put it on your chin and put it on the belt, right? <laughs> yes, okay. exactly. Put it on your chin. Then put it on the belt. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much to Hammer Tunis, to Brad Hollister, Heel F Hall of Famer, Big, Big the Closers, champions everywhere. Thank you very much, guys. It Thank was a you. pleasure. Thank you, guys. All right, and we're back, Brian, in the Champions Club, aptly named for yourself the UFO heavyweight champion. Of the galaxy. Of the galaxy. <laughs> and we're joined here by the organizer of this wrestling event today as part of the El Mundo Latino Family Festival, 
and is a old friend of mine, and you've known him a long time as well. Uh, one, of, you know, funny. One of the uh, when I started going around to shows with uh, a friend of mine who who started a long time ago. One of the first guys I met, one of the first guys I actually had a conversation with, and and the first guy probably to ever say to me that was in the wrestling business, hey, you should really do this. So, really? Yeah. And so he is Somerville's own. I, I, and there's so many nicknames. I'm not sure what nickname you're using these days, Bo. Bo Douglas. No nickname. Thank you. No thank nickname. You, no back you. home. No, 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 no nothing. No, no. Just Bo Douglas. Just <laughs> Bo Douglas. Bo Douglas. I, saw, I, I, I think I saw Bo Douglas win his first ever championship as well. Was Very that a, possible. A good times, I'm yes, sure. Yes, yes. Very possible. Yeah, definitely a good times. TV definitely. title? Yes. Yeah, Tony Bob, Rumble. Was yes. Bob Evans you beat? Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Uh, Trey. Trey was in that match, too. <laughs> well, well, he was the cause of me I'm, I'm sh- the belt. Yeah, I'm sure that it was, there was some chicanery involved. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's got to be like 17, 18 years ago, at least, at this point. 18. Yeah, uh, eight, yeah 18, 18 years ago. When did you start? 18 years ago now. Actually, this month, 18 years ago. Yeah. Makes, wow. it makes sense. Wow, <laughs> When did you start, Bo? I started wrestling training, actually, in 97. In uh, 95, um, I started going to the school. I was a little underage. Uh, Walter would let us go and watch some of the classes. Killer Kowalski, of course. Killer Kowalski. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm no, talking to a fellow. Uh, I'm talking to two fellow Kowalski guys. I, you know. First name basis here. Um, yeah, no. Killer Kowalski would let me, Slick Wagner Brown, uh, Jason Stewart, you guys might have had him on as Mark Green. I don't know. We used to let us watch. And then after two years, he was sick of letting us just sit around. And he let me start a year early in training. Had to sign a little bit of a waiver. And I've been wrestling 20 years now. Ever since. Still doing it. Still doing it. Not today, though. <laughs> no, no, I yeah, no, I am. Oh, you're, you are wrestling today. Yep. <laughs> Main event, of course? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. Okay. You got to put yourself on top. Of course. Organizers can't be. I'm actually right before you, Brian. Are you? Yes. Goodness. Hey, we still got some time before that. Yeah, so we have a lot of time, so let's enjoy this time. <laughs> but we'll get them going for you, we, Brian. We, jo- we, jo- we joked around earlier that you've heard the PWI 500. Well, this is the New England 500. Oh, it's yes. the 500 best wrestlers in New England. Yes, yes. Uh, the, the New England 120. Oh, it's an interesting, said, interesting number. Interesting. I said number. 140 earlier, but I guess I wasn't. That, I was trying to exaggerate, but I guess I wasn't that far off. At first, we couldn't get past the 99 level. It would go up, it would go down, and then, of course, we reached the 120. But it's not just the wrestlers, it's the referees, it's uh, other promoters that are here, it's commentators that are working, it's cameramen, it's basically the whole team that I had to put together, um, as well as uh, ring crew, and yeah, so it was an event, let's just say that. It's a, it's a great event. It's, it's going, happening. Yeah, it's happening, all right. It's <laughs> happening. You're calling it the Wrestling All-Stars of New England, Yes. all the companies in New England basically are represented, right? Yes, yes they are. Um, what kind of an undertaking? Almost all of them. Re- yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say 90% of them. Okay. Uh, what, it must have been quite of an undertaking to get this whole thing together, especially with, you know, 120-some bodies. Yes. Uh, yeah. Want to uh, talk now, about an undertaking. Yeah, how did, how did it all get started? I know you started doing it last year with, uh, is Dante Luna is the yes, gentleman's th- name? Yes, so two years ago, Dante Luna approached me and a couple of uh, the students at the Bell Time Club, or wrestlers on the show, I should say now, because they're not students at the school any longer. They still come and train. Um, but more so, they are full-out wrestlers now. They are working shows. They've been doing it for four or five years, and they approached us to just come in and do some cosplay characters, because all their cosplayers were these little 
people. <laughs> so they wanted some large individuals for certain characters. They brought us in as horror characters. We had Michael Myers, uh, Jason. They have a Freddy out there this year that wasn't one of ours. Um, and what they had done was they got us in the door. We got to meet the people. We got to meet Fenway. We got to meet the El Mundo people. And Dante hooked us up. The next year, of course, he's like, so, Bo, what do you think about having wrestling at Fenway? I laughed. I said, that would be amazing. It'll never happen. Three months later, it happened. We had to keep it under the radar last year for the first time ever, I should say. Uh, we kept it under the radar. We... we didn't release the announcement of it until three days before the show because there were so many loopholes and there were so many hurdles that you had to go through to get on. I show. remember even when you, and I unfortunately wasn't able to do it last year, but when you approached me, you pulled, we pulled, I think it was like a side room somewhere oh, yeah. that you <laughs> pulled me. It was just the two of us having the conversation. So you had to sign a waiver? <laughs> yeah. It was very, very hush hush. George Lucas type of contract, we'll say. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we did, we did, and there was multiple reasons why, obviously, because Fenway wanted to keep it uh, low key at first because it is under the El Mundo Family Fun Festival. We are just added attraction to it. Um, but because of the performance last year, they invited us back as a featured attraction, which is what we're doing this year. So they wanted us to go full out, and I figured the only way to go full out was to involve everyone that I've had good contact with over these past 20 years. People who have either worked for me or I've worked for them. People who have treated the wrestlers in New England correctly or people who actually have done things positive for the business. Um, including as well all the boys that I really enjoy being around. That's another reason why half of you guys are on the show. <laughs> um, but no, in fairness, I wanted to showcase uh, quality pro wrestling to a crowd that may not have seen any independent wrestling. I don't know if it increased the numbers last year. I think this year it will. Uh, hopefully every business or every company that's involved with this will reap the benefits. We shall see. Yeah, and this is quite a quite an event. I had walked the whole kind of length of the, like the concourse and stuff, and just like it's 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 quite an event. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'd, Get the Celtics here. You have Blue Man. A couple well, of Celtics dancers. Yes, huh? yes, yes. Eh? <laughs> the the non-Blue Man group, because the, the actors that are here aren't in their Blue Man paint. So um, that's interesting. Uh, we got the aquarium here, Museum of Science. Um, I think I saw like a baby alligator out there at one point. Yeah, there, there's creatures. <laughs> and I'm not just talking about the aquarium. Uh, there are some there's creatures, creatures in here. this locker room. Oh, yes. Oh. yes. <laughs> you know, things slip through the cracks. We're, say, we're, also, we're also in the same locker room as like the cosplayers, too. Well, so. Yes. Yeah, that, that, there's less of them this year. Let's yeah, just like, say they outnumbered us last there's year. There's like, you know, there's like Snow White over there, and then, you know, there's, you know, I, I don't know. The X-Men are over there. There's I the mean, Kingpin. You know? right. <laughs> there's, the clo there's the closers changing next to, you know, Thor. Yeah, right. that, that <laughs> happened. I saw that happening. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Bo, you talked about these people out there not being independent wrestling fans. Both of you guys, how do you interact? How do you uh, approach a match with a crowd that uh, they're not aware of you as wrestlers? They're not probably aware of, as you said, independent wrestling. How do you approach a match like that differently than you would? I mean, for me, it's just, I mean, guys are going to go out there and try to have these epic WrestleMania-esque matches. And for me, it's just suck them in. I mean, everybody, I mean, most people at least know what professional wrestling is. But when you're around a crowd that's not hardcore wrestling fans, like, give them somebody to cheer. Give them somebody to boo. Everybody understands good versus evil. Everybody. Right. Like, you know, so... To I me, agree. it's not, yeah. The kiss method. The kiss method is the only way to go. Exactly. Um, another thing I was always taught, I'm sure, actually, I know that you both were taught it as well. Um, it's live in the moment. 
Yeah. Live in the moment. Go out there, feel the crowd, and go from there. Yeah. You can have a framework. You can have an idea of what you want to do. You can have the idea of the type of performance you want to put on. But the crowd dictates what we do. And I, I'm sure we can uh, try to elicit a reaction from them. But then again, it might get lost in translation. So that's why I always say, go out there, enjoy yourself, put on the best match possible, and make sure the fans leave happy. Yeah, especially, again, this crowd, like... It should be it should be white meat babyface central out there, man. Like, like you know, kissing babies, slapping hands, like right. you know. I mean, it's yeah, just, I haven't. You want to you want to talk about keeping it simple? I haven't seen one Yankee on this card. I know, right? Yeah, you figure somebody would have brought a Yankee jersey. Twenty some odd people. There is not one Yankee fan wrestling. <laughs> hmm, something strange about. That. I know who. Yeah. Like, where, where's where's Matt Spectra when it you need him? Oh, <laughs> Tarzan was here. Tarzan <laughs> Taylor would be out there in, in full Yankee Pinstripe, regalia. Yes. He'd be in a full uniform. Well, last year Tony Ulysses did, so I will give him that. Tony Ulysses we had in last year, another Kowalski uh, guy from the yes. original days, and he did go out there with his full out Yankee gear and he got a great reaction again keeping it simple keeping it simple Um, so I remember seeing at Kowalski I don't know if it was in Kowalski school or not a picture of Kirill Kowalski wrestling Bruno San Martino at Fenway Park was that the last time there was wrestling at Fenway and how long ago was that it was it was 1969 yeah I was gonna say it was either it was like 69 or 67 I was think sticking we're in at my like head the 48th anniversary yeah. of it or whatnot but yeah so it was 1969 and they were the main event uh, we tried to format the card last year um, almost identically in the sense of types of matches um, it worked we added some extras and like I said it worked out and I guess the formula back then continued to work now I uh, just had different type of talent in those matches it's kind of apropos you know a, a, a Kowalski a Kowalski guy is the one that helps bring wrestling back to Fenway Park because I mean I mean Walter legendary all over the world but especially in this area and everybody in this room who has started in this area while you may not have trained at Kowalski's or under Kowalski's this is happening because of his presence in the New England area. Uh, that's true. I, I think I could agree with that 100%. I'm sure that you could as well, Mike. Um, in reality, I mean, if it wasn't for Killer Kowalski being up here in Massachusetts, Boston area in the first place, I don't think we would be the hotbed that we are for professional wrestling, even still today. Um, I, I started in. I started 20 years ago. I started 20 years ago, and it has it continuously progressed over the years. And it's currently the people that are still wrestling after those 20 years are the ones that came out of Killer Kowalski School, where there's other people who have just kind of dwindled off in some aspects. Yeah, I mean, I think it all leads back to anyone you could in here you could trace back to through their the trainers. Yep. And, yeah, it all, it all goes back to Kowalski's at like the top of the mountain. Or yeah, even at the very least went to a show or some something along those lines. You know, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of this guy's matches. Yes. <laughs> I've had a lot. I've had a lot. So Too many. The people you're wrestling tonight, I mean, these are guys you started with, right? Yes. So I'm wrestling Slick Wagner Brown, someone I, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, came up with uh, prior to wrestling. We, we were on the high school wrestling team together for collegiate wrestling. Um, Jason Rumble, who was at Killer Kowalski's when I first joined Jason. 
Um, so Jason Delegata also goes by Jason Rage, but now Jason Rumble over the last uh, 15 years. Uh, another uh, uh, paying homage, in a sense, to another great promoter, Tony Rumble, who gave us a lot of us chances as well. Another guy that yep. we uh, owe a lot to in the Boston area, the Boston Bad Boy, for that matter. Yes. Um, and then, of course, we got Total Loco. Total Loco, uh, Benny Jooks. Um, one of the things with that is I have been pretty much riding alongside Benny uh, since he had started and came up. Um, he's from the town over from me, so we kind of developed a friendship outside of wrestling. And then it continued to grow. Currently where I'm at the Bell Time Club, um, providing training, I have Benny uh, in there as well. Um, he's godfather of my daughter. <laughs> um, so I, if I'm going to hold my life in his hands, I think I can uh, trust the, the lives of my students in his hands as well. Uh, he's come a long way, and I feel like this is an opportunity for him to get in and be a little bit more respected by some of the other individuals in the area because he was pigeonholed in one company for a long time and give him a little bit of exposure as well. Not that he needs us to do that, um, but I think his performance will speak for itself. So speaking of the Bell Time Club, you've been there since, I mean, you helped start it, correct? Yes, I, I helped start it with Jason Rumble. Jason Rumble actually uh, started it along with uh, Sam Amato, Makua. Okay. Um, I'd say this was six or seven years, actually, what year is it? Yeah, so about seven years ago now. Um, prior to that, he had a training school called Rumble University. I helped out with classes there, the WrestlePlex. I mean, Jason's been trying to run wrestling schools. <laughs> At least 15 years. Oh, was that Woonsocket? The yeah, WrestlePlex? the WrestlePlex in Woonsocket. And then we had the one in Woburn that time for three months. And I mean, Jason did great things. He's had, he started uh, a, a great foundation out, of course. I just continued on with it when he moved away. Uh, he had a good base of students. I saw a little bit of potential in some of them that I felt. I don't mean potential on being great. I mean potential as seeing that I could improve them. Um, and now, of course, some of them, are high, uh, I'll be honest, they're, they're, they're in some of the top spots on the show today. One of them's a big fan of yours, uh, good old Dan Terry. I mean, Dan he follows Terry. you to shows. <laughs> Shoot. Um, but no, Terry. these guys, they were great, and they actually uh, brought back a spark that I hadn't felt in a long time in wrestling. And the schools continue to grow. Uh, we have a rotating uh, class, probably of 15 to 20 people uh, in any given week. I think uh, we're providing pretty decent training here in Massachusetts. I, I provide all the fundamentals that were taught to me by Mike Hollow, by Killer Kowalski, um, by the guys like Tim uh, McNeeny, Steve King, the guys who brought me up in this business. I'm, doing, I'm showing them the same things that I had learned. And that's Wakefield, Massachusetts, right? Is where the uh, Belltime Club is located? Yes, the Belltime Club is located in Wakefield, Massachusetts. Uh, that's actually another thing that I would like to say. We talked about all the organizations. We talked about all the wrestlers here. Right. One of the other things I went outside the box and did is something you won't see with a lot of other groups, and I'm sure you guys can agree with that, is I didn't just bring in all these opposite companies. I didn't bring in these opposing companies or these competing companies to compete against each other. I tried to bring some unity back to what we are doing. Wrestling is about a family type of environment and bringing everyone together to work on the same page so you're not taking away from each other is something I hope to achieve as well. One of the ways I've done this, and I think it's actually worked out in the last few years, not even today, is by having open working relationships with the other schools in the area. I mean... Yeah, exactly. There's, there's, enough, of, there's enough of the pie to go around. There, there really is. And, and some of the... You know, and you've been around long enough to see it. And you've definitely... Crockett's been around long enough to see it. Some of the foolish little 
things that happen. It's like there's enough of the pie's pretty big. There's enough of it to go around for everybody to do well. And this is supposed to be fun. We're supposed yeah. to be having fun doing this. So why would we cut each other's throats? That's something I always thought about. Um, I will say uh, uh, the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. It is the most notable, uh, and it is the best training center in New England. Um, we've had a very open relationship with them, even going back to when they were Chaotic Wrestling Academy. Uh, we were using students from there on our NWA Cold Front shows, our VCW shows. UFO uses people from all the schools. Sasha Banks was on those VCW shows. Yeah, I heard. I wasn't there for those oh, okay. days. I was on the UFO <laughs> ones with Sasha with Mercedes, okay. um, but I had already taken a little bit of a departure from uh, those lovely shows i've been there i've been there <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, sometimes you have to do that and you focus on other things but again you just want to reignite that fire that we had that's that made you start in the first place and i think yeah. this was the next step if i hadn't done something like this to reignite the fire this show el mundo family festival the, the wrestling all-stars in new england then i think i would have started to feel the flames start to flicker right so i, I got a question here for Bo. yeah Mike's here. Mike here is a referee. As you know, all good you know wrestlers and referees when they're when they're in the wrestling business, they you go to a show. What do you do, Bo? Even if you're not on the show, what do you do? What do you have in your car? Your gears in your trunk. That's always. right. Your gears well, always in your trunk. Old habits die hard. Even though Mike's on an extended hiatus, he does have his ref stuff. I think we've heard earlier today. Yes, oh, you're the organizer of this, Bo. That's true. I am. Bo, if if, if oh, there no. were an open spot for a referee, say in my match, I mean. Would, would Mike be okay to, to do that? You know, I'll be honest. Uh, the promoter of UFO, Patrick Dillon, he's not here today, but I think he's left it in my hands to make decisions like that. And I would love to see Mike Crockett referee the Kingpin's tag team title. Well, I'm sorry, title match in a tag team set. Yes, yes. I I mean, you heard it straight from, from the organizer of the you, entire Mike. event, well, Mike. Let me check here. I got to... <laughs> Oh, I'm, I am wearing black underwear. You got black. The black undies are back. I got nice. black underwear. So. <laughs> ready, the socks. So, oh, I got black socks. He's ready. Too. Wow. I think. I think it's. I, I think it's. Me. I think it's just booked. I think it just got signed. All right. Well, I guess the hiatus is over. <laughs> We're doing it again. Doing it again. There Kate we go. We're right. doing it live. All right. Well, thank you very much. Well, but, yeah, yes. Bo. Okay. Tell us where we can find you on the internet for the Bell Time Club and where somebody who wants to come sign up can can find that information. Of course. Uh, we're located uh, at 40B Broadway Street in Wakefield, Massachusetts. Uh, phone number is 781-606-2107. Uh, you can find us on Facebook under Bell Time Club VCW Live. Um, and, of course, you can find us on Twitter under Bell Time Club Training Center. Awesome. Man. Well, thank you. And thank yes, Dante guys. Luna, too. Dante Luna, definitely. Uh, if it wasn't we for Dante, about, yeah. we wouldn't be here, guys. And great guy. Honestly, great photos. I know he he. Does photography, so find Video Dante, as well, yeah, yeah. find Dante on Facebook. I've oh, got yeah, pictures done by him. He's tremendous, and thanks to him as well. And you know, you know, he brought us in, and he has plenty of big things planned for wrestling. I'm hoping to see you guys there, and all these things that are coming up. We'll let the fans find out about it as they progress. All right, right. thank you. I guess we're heading to the ring, Kingpin. Yes. All right. Thanks, Paul. Thanks. Bye, guys. All right. Well, Kingpin, it's done. It's finished. It's over. <laughs> uh, how you feeling, ways. buddy? You look a little tired. You look well, a little... Uh, the extended <sighs> hiatus from the ring is once again over. Yeah, a little uh, purple face. You've had as many comebacks as Brian Fury has at this point. That's not true. Come on. <laughs> how dare you? Uh, well, yeah, let's, let's well, get into this. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, clearly, I'm probably going to be your harshest critic, Mike, right? Yes. To be fair. So I thought we should bring on somebody... 
impartial. Okay. Somebody well, else. Well, before we get to that, though, okay. let's talk about our sponsor. Oh, all right. <laughs> People ask me, what do you mean? BDARadio.com. What does the BDA stand for? Battleground discussion arises? Well, WWE Battleground was last night a SmackDown brand pay-per-view on the WWE Network. Well, um, well, actually, it wasn't last night because it's still Sunday afternoon here. But uh, it will be tonight. But it's tomorrow for you listening. But it's still today here. All right. So <laughs> either way, I mean, I'm probably not watching the stupid show. So well, you don't uh, have the network. <laughs> what, you, what I will be watching, though, is BDA Radio. Dot com, which has the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news. They break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. <laughs> Head on over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. It's BDARadio.com, and knowing is half the battle. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. All right, we're back here. Brian, continue. All right, can I continue yes, now? So, again, clearly it's been... I just had a sniffle that you're going to have to edit out there. There you just go. Just thought I'd let you know Thanks. that. Thanks. Uh, but I'm obviously going to probably not have much great to say about you. That's that's for sure. That was a lackluster performance. <laughs> People can see it on Facebook.com slash the WPAN. Yes. You we were very, Facebook Live you're very purple-faced. Yeah. Out of position many times. Well, but but I, I digress, Mike. I, I thought we'd bring on somebody else who uh, was part of the match. Yes. Somebody who uh, could be impartial. We'll see about that. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> She's, uh, well, the best partner that I currently have uh, in anything affiliated with the pro wrestling business. Right. Yeah. She is a lovely Davian. Hello. Davian to some. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> Davian, hello. Hi, Crockett. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? How was I doing? You know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> a pause, then you know. Uh-oh. <laughs> You know, Crockett, you you botched the end. You didn't get in the middle of me and Brian to raise our arms up. Like, come on. Yeah, you were just raising my hand. You were just raising his hand. Well, that's what. I'm my chopped liver. Uh, I don't know. I just that was just where I was standing, and and is your Mike, Mike's a bit of a sexist. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> so yes, you did come out victorious. I had nothing to do with it. If if it was uh, if I had my druthers. No, I tried to get you to come to our side, but you were yeah, having none of it. He wouldn't. No. Could have disqualified you on numerous occasions, though, Brian. You were beating him up in the corner. You were attempting to get in there. You got in the ring without. He was uh, choking her. He was choking me. Wh- he, he was. He didn't even do anything. He didn't even see it. Where was were I? You even there. <sighs> I think. I think you were. You were. Yeah, you were over too busy trying to stop me from protecting this young lady from getting assaulted. From certain harm. Yes. Hmm. Well, that's. I apologize. You Dan, missed yeah, her I, getting tripped. Yep. She got tripped. No, I got tripped. I landed right on my nose. Could have broken it. Wow. Well, it, that's still intact. Yeah, it's, it's, all right. th- it's there. It's this is what I deal with. <laughs> this is what I deal with. This is. Uh, you know, I was so excited for you to ref our match too. And you found out a couple minutes before. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> so excited for it. And then look at this. Yeah. Look at the last time me. a woman's ever been excited for the presence of Michael Crockett. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again. Um, the black undies are back, though. <laughs> Davey, did you know this? No. Michael, Michael only referees in black undies. Well, in case your pants rip. Yeah. Look exactly. at that. Look at that. All right. Yeah. It's a good plan. It makes sense, right? Do you wear black undies under your gear? No. No? Okay. Oh, okay. Well, you're not worried about them ripping? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, for, for a young lady such as yourself, that would be 
they'll probably make you an extra couple hundred bucks at the merch stand. (laughs) So let's talk about uh, the fact that in wrestling, nothing ever goes according to plan. You were telling me between two or three, we'll be on. Yeah. But um, by the time the three of us got out there, they were packing up. They, were, they, they had packed up. <laughs> yeah, the, most, the, of most the, vendors are gone. Most of the vendors at the festival are, in fact, gone. It's 4 o'clock. It's, yeah, we got, out, we got out there around 4, I think, right? It's about 4 right now, oh, okay. so probably about 3.30, I'm guessing, we got out there. And, yeah, the, the festival, I guess, ends at 3 o'clock, and there are no more Takis to be had. Those are all gone. No, I didn't get any of the free food. No. Uh, we, we got a, I got a sausage, though. Maybe sliced pizza, but <laughs> we got we to talk about this soon, Brian. We, uh, you had mentioned something to me about uh, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, maybe we got to do something about our, about our current states. habits. But uh, Davian, yes, you've had a, a illustrious career thus I far. Have. You started with Brian Fury, correct? Yes. At the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. When yes. did you start? Um, July of 2012. 2012. Wow. And you went to Japan. I did. For quite a little while, didn't quite you? A, quite a little bit. It's like 10 weeks. A stardom, right? Yeah. No, no. Marvelous. 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 So marvelous. Simply marvelous. <laughs> uh, and so how, how was that experience for you? It was so different. Yeah. It was not at all what I was expecting. What, what, were, you, what were you expecting? Not even close. Uh, I was expecting like a really rigorous training schedule. And that didn't happen. It was very much like laid back, kind of could do whatever I wanted throughout the day. But we were in the middle of nowhere. Um, So if I left the dojo, it was just rice fields as far as you could see. And I mean, just the whole culture wasn't really what I was expecting. Um, Wrestling there is like the greatest thing ever. The fans... Came out, it was a, a, mon, a monsoon one day, and there were still like 500 people who came to the show. And they were like, yeah, sorry for the low house. And I was like, <laughs> 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 And then um, the, their last show in America was a few years ago, and they had one of their students debut. And she walked in and went, oh, Davy Chan, very small. Like, she <laughs> was expecting a big stadium and stuff. Yeah. But, um... Just everything they do is very different. Um, You know, we'd wake up, um, immediately have to clean the house. Um, They had four dogs, all of which were not house trained. They uh, they wear diapers, so you have to change them like a baby. (laughs) What? Yeah, one of them was pregnant. So at one point we had they it gave birth to six puppies. So we had ten dogs. Um, so when you say they, where, where, who owns this place where you're staying? So um, our senpai's name was Shigusa Nagayo. Senpai is? is um, like the trainer. Okay. Um, and she owned the company. And she has wrestled for about 35 to 40 years over there. Oh, my She's goodness. had like three careers. She was a singer, an actress, and a wrestler. And she owned a bar that was like you walked in and literally it was just pictures of her and just like all these people came out to her bar to see her there. Um, so that was really interesting. We went out one night to a disco is very big over there. Like disco as in like disco balls and, and Donna and, Summer and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, Donna Summer. Yeah, like um, your early 20s, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Dare you. And we went out 
they took us out to dinner one night, um, and we all had this, we had this like, little mini tour bus, which was great, because I, it's like the one time I actually like got to sleep was on the tour bus. Um, so how many people did they have in the house when you were there in was, the house? Um, so basically it was almost like a dorm and you walked into the, it looks like a garage and there's a ring and then there's where we dried our laundry, um, and some little weights and then there was staircase and you walked right into our bedrooms, which had two bunk beds and then like a, a place where you could get change and store things. And on the other side of the room was actual bunk beds. And so that's where the four of us, the two... Two Americans, me and this other girl, her name Michelle, and then the two trainees. And then we had the kitchen, a bathroom, a storage room, which was called the rice room because it's where we stored all the rice. Um, Makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> sure. And, <laughs> yeah. Renee, she's, she's in the May Young Classic, right? She is, yeah. yes. The bathroom where the toilet is and the shower are completely different rooms. So I was very confused when I first got there. And I was like looking for the bathroom and I was just standing with a tub and a shower head and I was like, where am I? <laughs> and then they had a separate bedroom for um, the protege, um, so to speak, which was going to be the girl who was on shows and w- when Nagayo-san retired would be the trainer. And then the downstairs is where Nagayo-san slept and stuff. So we were all just packed in there. So, but you only got to sleep, really. You said on the tour. Yeah, bus. the the bed was like like a gym mat. A gym mat would be more comfortable. <laughs> like it was so <laughs> thin. My head, I couldn't even sit up. I was just like touching the ceiling. It was so close to the ceiling. So it was <laughs> it was very different. And the dogs were so loud at night. They were just always awake, and. The, the, there was two boy dogs and two girl dogs. And if you ever want to get diapers for your dogs, the boys' diapers don't have a back. They just wrap around the dog's belly so they can poop freely. And okay. if I did fall asleep, I would wake up to the smell of dog poop because they always pooped underneath my bed. And I, I got to tell you, this sounds like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, yeah, it was an experience. So how often was were you wrestling? Um, the first month, it was quite a while, uh, a lot. It was. So you were training least. daily, or? <sighs> no, the okay. first month we were there, we did nothing. Like the first day, we woke up in the morning and we did a workout with um, the two trainees, and then we worked in the ring a little bit, but not just you know free for all. And then we made ourselves dinner and went to bed. And then we had a sh- we were going to watch a show the next day to get a feel of the Japanese style of wrestling. And then we had a show the next day. So the- I was there for two days and had a show. And then two days later, we had another show. And then for the whole first month, it was a show every single weekend. Um, and then the second month, we went two weeks without a show. So that was a long stretch of time. And they didn't they let the Wi-Fi like not work for like a week so we like we can't use our phone the tv's in japanese so i read like seven books in like a (laughs) week and um and in the second month so um i was there from the end of august so all of september no training i think we did two classes and then we 
woke up October 1st and they were like, okay, we got to get up and work out together. And I was like, okay, I've been here for a month and we haven't done this. So I'm terrified. And so we would do a workout in the morning and um, we would go for a run and then we'd come to this like hill in the middle of the street and do like lunges up and down the hill. And then we would like carry each other on our shoulders, like up and down the hill. And, and like that was, and then they'd be like, okay, you have another like 45 minutes to do whatever you want for a workout. And then we'd break for lunch and then they'd be like, okay, um, can you teach them cross bodies and drop kicks and just catch them? And I was like, what, what? <laughs> this is the list like that I have to I came here to learn and I'm <laughs> like catching girls who are cross bodies and drop kicks so that like the whole second month that's pretty much what we did of and yeah. the, so then you were there for three months or, or longer um it was like two and a half months okay. so um once like towards the end it was still the same we threw in a couple classes here and there um but but it wasn't anything like anything like a huge learning experience or anything. The shows over there are incredible. The attendance, um, I I did not know I was getting involved with like the Japanese death matches. That was <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> no no no. Like I'm not kidding. Like we went to a show one day, and they were like, okay, um, so she's gonna be tied up in the ladder, and be lit on fire and i was like <laughs> wait who's she Who? uh the senpai uh okay. nagayo-san and and she drove us everywhere like if you're experienced you you drive all the new people um so it's not really like here where if you're not as experienced you're driving um i made davy drive me to a show last week <laughs> <laughs> um so so we we go to the show and so it was like three shows in a row where it just get, got more and more brutal. Um, so the first one was just um, like exploding weapons. Okay. And lighting people on fire apparently. Yeah. Okay. Um, like there was you like start, you start with the lighting people on fire and then I guess yeah. you're going to build up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in, in Japan you have to second is what they call it. So as soon as your match is over, you get changed, you get in your marvelous shirt and you have to go and be on a knee and like fix the ring and watch all the rest of the show and, you know, get all the streamers out of the ring and stuff like that and keep the fans back. Um, and then, so the ultimate heel in this company, um, her name was dump son and she came out with a kendo stick and a fork. And if you were in her way, you were getting stabbed in the head with a fork and whipped with a cane. And I ran so fast every single time she came out, <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I don't, I didn't sign up for this, but, um, so they did a mixed tag team match the first time. And so every, every single time something was going to explode, they'd hit a button and there's big alarm would go off and then they would hit with, you know, the chair or whatever it was. And then everything would explode. And then they got tied up in a ladder and the ladder started exploding <laughs> And then the I forget what the next one was, but then the final one was the barbed wire exploding ropes. And I was like, I want none of this. I, I want no part of this at all. So were you involved in any of this kind of stuff? Or no, was I was people? just okay. watching. I had to okay. be seconding for it and, you know, like making sure everything was okay. But I was terrified. <laughs> wow. This is uh, whew. That's it was a lot. It was a lot to take in. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how do the what's the big differences between wrestling here and wrestling over Japan? 
Um, the it's more of Stu- a Mike. She already freaking told you the ropes here are, are rope. There, <laughs> yeah. they're barbed bar wire. Right? <laughs> bar wire. Yeah. Um, it was actually really sh- funny because um, one night we got home. We had a show like in the morning. And um, we got home and we were eating dinner and we were just flipping through the TV and like New Japan was on, and the the two little trainees were like, "No, turn it off, turn it off before you know they come upstairs." And I was like, "Why? Why?" And they're not allowed to watch men's wrestling. Um, hmm. The girl, they they're just like, "No, I don't know if they they don't want them like." trying to adapt to the men's style or what it is, but they're not allowed to watch men's wrestling. When we would go to, we went to two shows where um, it was both male and female and they were like, you go in the locker room and you sit there and you don't talk to any of the men. I was like, okay, okay, it's fine. But it was like, it was very much segregated um, between the two genders. Um, the company I was working for, I would say the company I worked for was very different style of wrestling altogether. Because, like, I mean, if you watch Japanese wrestling, it's very, like, much hard-hitting, strong style. Like, stuff is really quick. But when I was there, they would be like, okay, chain, 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 chain for the first, like, five minutes. Couple spots at the end. And they would just be like, skill, skill. And i just tell them what I do. And they'd put it where they want it. And then, okay, go home. That's it. So it would be. It was very much like more technical than I was expecting, um, and I don't know if it was just because we were Americans and they didn't want us, the, as they say, no fuck up, no fuck up. And, and, <laughs> and um, that's what I was telling myself out there the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> and, but from I even wa- I asked to watch some of the older matches, you know, one one night, and they had like VHSs for us to watch, and it was very much like. Kind of American, but not com- but not that hard hitting, strong style Japanese like New Japan style, which I was expecting. Um, tag team rules, there are none. You can just charge in and do. The referee was doing spots in one of the first matches I saw, and they were like bumping the ref and did a whole sequence, and I was like, "What's happening?" Um, so tag team rules. Mike, are- it sounds like it. This is perfect for you. Yeah. No, no you don't enforce the rules anyways. Well, there's no tag team rules. You were doing a Japanese match out there, Brian. Well, I, somebody had to keep in order in that ring. <laughs> Certainly wasn't going to be you. You know, hearing the uh, the segregation of the men and women, based on some of the stories I, I, I know firsthand in the pro wrestling business, they might have it right over there. Well, the, when, <laughs> when you're training over in Japan, it's very they, they were so baffled that I had like a real job besides wrestling and they were like whoa you didn't like move into your training school and i'm like no i don't live there yeah and they have like the three taboos um no smoking no drinking and no dating when when you're training to be a pro wrestler and like most of the nope no fuck up yeah (laughs) (laughs) like most of the women over there that are pro wrestlers like are not married they don't date like they don't have kids it's just that's what they do Huh. Yeah. So what what did you take home from that experience? Like a love for American wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> I, I kissed the ground when I got to Boston. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, don't I do mean, that. No, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's, the country is very beautiful and clean, which I was like, wow, America is not like this. But um, it was a great experience as to... Like, is just like growing as a person as well as a wrestler just being able to communicate with somebody who doesn't speak any English whatsoever besides like three words and just like 
wrestling in front of a different crowd, like the Japanese crowd, they will want to sit in silence and then clap when you do something cool. They don't want to cheer and be rowdy like Americans unless it's, you know, like a death match. That's when they are kind of like <laughs> Americans. But they're also so passionate. Like wrestling over there is football in America. Like people charging the ring after the main event and like people over there are actual celebrities. So that, that was very different. And it, you know, it's pretty much every day I was learning, you know, I learned, you know, part of a new language. Um, and just like being, I was 21. I just turned 21 when I went and it was the first time I ever went away from home. So like just as a person, like going to a different country, living by myself, you know, it, a completely different culture and learning that was really cool. So now you're back here in the U.S. and you, you talked about how they don't really do a hard-hitting style for the, for the women's matches anyway. There's definitely been a shift in recent years for women's wrestling here in the U.S. And Brian, you talked about the Mae Young Classic and yes. 32 competitors, including yeah. your roommate there, Renee yeah. Michelle. What's your take on what's going on with women's wrestling these days? Um, I think right now is the best time to be a woman's wrestler if you want to start if you've already been in it like this is the best time ever to be a female in the business you're not viewed as like okay you're you're just the sideshow on the card it's you know people want to actually see the matches and sit through them and have a storyline and you know actually be treated just like the guys and so i think like this is the the absolute best time to if anybody wants to start this is the time to do it and well i'm really happy to be a part of your match davian and i guess <laughs> wow yours <laughs> to kingpin because you're a dickhead well you're just sitting on the apron just giving me uh, the business the entire time <laughs> hey i'll have you know mike crockett yes Davy's mom thinks i'm very handsome oh my god <laughs> really <laughs> <laughs> my goodness can you blame her? Look at me. Ugh, I'm looking. I'm an Adonis. All right. Well, thank you very much, Davian, for joining us here as my protege, thank Mike. You. Yes, my protege. Thank you. For very proud of her. Very happy. She's a heck of a wrestler, and she's an okay person, I guess. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Thanks very much, Davy, for Thanks, being part Crockett. of this. All right. Well, Kingpin, from the penthouse to the outhouse. <laughs> yes, we've been kicked. To the curb, quite literally. <laughs> we are, yes, we are literally, we just turned off of Yaki Way. We are here on Brookline Avenue, just outside of the auspices of Fenway Park. By the Tilted Kilt. By the Tilted Kilt, yes. <laughs> we will go in and see a couple of... Uh, I'm not allowed in establishments oh, like I, that, I Mike. I see. I understand. <laughs> and uh, yes, so we're done. We're out of there. Now, do we want to be honest? Be honest about what? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so it was a it was a fabulous event. Twenty six big matches with yes. some one hundred and twenty talents, as Bo Douglas told us. And we were twenty third. Twenty third out of twenty six. <laughs> it was a long day, and as we mentioned earlier, when it ran over, as these things tend to do. Yes, but a great event. Great job by Bo Douglas and Dante. We talked about Dante Luna as well earlier. Great job by those guys. Pretty cool experience to be able to say we performed at Fenway Park. Pretty we, cool. We, we did. And we performed at our best, at our peak. Right, Brian? <laughs> well, some of us did. Oh, come on. <laughs> so, Brian? I was talking about Davey. She clearly w was, you know, lacking behind there, I think. Well, that's not nice. <laughs> I know what you really meant, well, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> no, you. You're terrible. Yes. <laughs> right. So, uh, 
before we get into the promo about nothing, Brian, you're hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler. And I'll give you a second to get your phone. Yeah, you sprung this on me. What are you doing? You, my friend, have got what they call in the business dates. Yes, Mike. This Sunday, I'm going to Wooster, Massachusetts, <laughs> Beyond Wrestling American Rana, the afternoon portion, 2 p.m., half-price tickets on sale now. Check out Beyond Wrestling's website, which is what, Michael? BeyondWrestlingOnline.com. Thank you. Come and see the Kingpin confront the UFC's Tom Lawler, nose to nose. Yes. Well, actually, that'll be probably backstage. That won't be in front of the people. <laughs> we'll get video of it. Okay. And then August the 4th, I return to Chaotic Wrestling, Danvers Indoor Sports. Cody Rhodes and the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, will both be in attendance. Uh, hey, maybe I'll go out and confront one of them. Or hey, maybe, hey, everybody's got a price, including the Kingpin. <laughs> so, uh, so maybe, uh, you know, maybe I'll see if the Million Dollar Man wants to invest. Uh, and a certain kingpin. I don't know. We'll see. That ain't happening. <laughs> and then August the 12th, Mike, Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling. Your old stomping grounds. Western. Actually, I don't know. Is Southwick Western Mass? I believe it is. All right. Well, I'll be we heading We heard to about South- it earlier with the closers. Yes. August the 12th, me and Wrecking Ball Ligurski challenging the closers for the PVP Tag Team Championships of the World. Wow. I don't of, know. The West, of the Western Massachusetts. I don't know if they're of the world, but uh, yeah. And we'll stop there for now, Mike. Okay, Brian. Well... It was the year 1994, and just like last week, it's the World Wrestling Federation, and just like last week, it was 1994, and uh, we we were in uh, America's most beloved ballpark, Brian. Oh, boy. We certainly were, but now we're outside the ballpark, but (laughs) back in 1994, what was going on when it came to America's pastime? Well, Mike, it was, of course, the infamous strike. Yes. So there was a gentleman who was on strike from baseball, but he was instead participating in his time off. He was participating in the sport of professional wrestling. Was he a bit of a brawler? Uh, No, of course not. He was a completely different guy. (laughs) His name is Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. This week's promo about nothing. You know something? I have this whole baseball strike thing figured out. You cannot blame the owners. You fans allow the owners to take your hard-earned municipal taxpayers' money to build elaborate stadiums all over the world. They're just being good businessmen. You certainly can't blame us ball players. You say, hey, can I have an autograph? But I insist on paying you hundreds of dollars. We're just being good businessmen. If you insist on casting blame on anyone, cast blame on your own ignorant, stinking selves. The fans! And uh, <laughs> Abe Schwartz, so happy to be done with that promo, to, <laughs> to hand that microphone off at the end there, didn't look very comfortable. 
cutting that promo. No, he looked fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I meant physically. I meant uh, as, as a person. He didn't seem very uh, sure of himself, sure of what he was saying. Well, Mike, let's paint your face up like a baseball, put you in a baseball <laughs> uniform and send you out there and see how comfortable you feel. Well, Brian, he was hiding his face because, you know, he didn't want to uh, we didn't, let yeah. the people know. It could have been Roger Clemens for all we know. <laughs> We know. <laughs> we know, Brian. It wasn't Roger Clemens. Uh, yeah, Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. One of those gimmicks that uh, very short-lived. I guess he just lasted as long as a baseball strike. I guess, you know, he went back to baseball. Yeah, a few months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had to, well, he had to make ends meet, Mike. He sure did. He did. He was getting $17 million a year, <laughs> and he decided, you know, he wasn't going to get paid for a couple months, so why not go into the wrestling business? Why not? Are we almost done here, Mike? I am pouring sweat. It is very, you wouldn't let me turn very on the AC. warm. Yeah, you wouldn't let me turn on the AC. We're literally doing what they tell you not to do to your dogs and your <laughs> children. <laughs> Just leaving yourself. We're leaving ourselves in the car uh, with the, without the windows cracked and no air conditioning on. So, Well, uh, I mean, we're dying slowly here, but we have to talk about booking the territory. <laughs> Pro Wrestling Podcast with Mike Mills. Of course we do. Two podcasts a week. Sunday, the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Show. Thursday, their flagship show. MikeMills.Podbean.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And check the boots. We saw Tony S. today. and We did see Tony We saw S. Tony S. We saw, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. We saw Adam and Jason from the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. But check in the boots. Referee Tony S, Chip K. Fabe, every Sunday. They're on every place you get your podcasts. If you go to a podcast app, Type in Check in the Boots. You'll find it. It'll be there. And as I just mentioned, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast with Jason and Adam. Good to see both of them today at Fenway Park. And they do their podcast every Thursday where they run down all the news and wrestling for the week. And also, Jason is doing the Rundown sit-downs. There's one from the Kingpin you can check out, one with uh, Louis Ortiz, many, many more. So check out the Rundown Wrestling Podcast feed. And those are all of our friends, Brian. We got through that. All right. And uh, if you want to support us, the best way to do that is through... Buy the Curtain Jerker t-shirt you didn't wear today to get our picture at Fenway Park. <laughs> ProWrestlingTees.com slash New Age Insiders. You can find our shirt, the Curtain Jerker WPAN t-shirt. Please make, uh, make it your mission to purchase that t-shirt and uh, send a couple shekels this way yes. to support us and our efforts here. Yes, and the Black Undies are back, folks. <laughs> and uh, the Black Undies will be back Thursday, this Thursday, <laughs> for the BDA Radio exclusive edition of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Type in WPAN wherever you get your podcasts or just uh, go to BDARadio.com and join us next Monday. Oh, you're not going to, hold on, you got to put over. What's on the Fight TV app, Mike, this week? Oh, I'm sorry. On Fight TV. Thank you very much. ROHWrestling.com on Thursday. Yes. It is the Kingpins episode. See the res- see the wrestling, uh, the continued career of... <laughs> well <laughs> articulated, buddy. I, 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 I'm literally, I'm dying. I, that's what's happening. I'm literally losing yeah, my... Our bodies are starting to shut down now. <laughs> We're overheating. So see the goddamn Kingpin on ROH TV uh, coming on to the Fight TV app and ROHwrestling.com and we'll talk about it this Thursday on BDARadio.com and if you're uh, not joining us there, join us next Monday in one week on the NAI Network and we will see you next we'll see you on thursday <laughs> i'm dying uh, all right let's 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 crack close, close it out properly <laughs> yes. until thursday he's the kingpin brian malonis i'm mike crockett big ups to mucko and thanks for nothing